Man, time to three people and tell them it is revival time. It's revival now, now. Revival now. Not tomorrow, but now. Now. Not next month, but now. Healing now. Miracles now. Amen. We can take our seats in the heavenly places. Yes, good evening. What a wonderful time of, uh, of praise and worship that we have had. Why don't we appreciate the Holy Spirit for his presence among us stars and uh, the worship team. God bless you so much. That was really such a wonderful time of worship. And uh, we don't take it for granted that his spirit and his presence is with us. Once again, I want to thank um, uh, Pastor Chu and Pastor Lee Chu. They are very humble servants of God. Uh, very, very humble. God has used them to do so much, and he continues to use them to, to do much in this country. But they have remained at a position of humility. And so we celebrate their lives. God bless you so much. I want us to continue uh, from where we stopped today. In the morning, I was sharing about how revival happens. And uh, the things I'm sharing with you are the things that we are doing. We've come to learn that God usually gives us a command to do something in Kenya. And then we do those things and do those things. And then after that, he releases us to go and share those things to the nations. So we are moving around the 47 counties of Kenya, uh, just preparing the nation for revival. And um, because the Lord spoke to us that revival is not a miracle, you have to prepare. You will never have divine visitation without divine preparation. Uh, Moses had to prepare the temple. He had to prepare the tabernacle, and then the glory of God came. Uh, Solomon had to build the temple, and the glory of God never came until he had finished the temple. And on the day that he dedicated it, the glory of God came. So we are prophetically, as a church, even as a nation of Malaysia, we are prophetically in times of revival when God wants to revive this nation. Uh, you know the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many times we don't have a problem with believing what he did in the past and what he will do in the future. But we have a problem with believing that he can do it now. Tell your neighbor, it is now. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I'm not waiting to be revived. I am being revived now. <laughs> Amen? So, uh, the church, we must have an agenda for revival. We must have an agenda for revival. Uh, the homosexuals have an agenda to take over the world and make the world to follow their philosophy. Other faiths have an agenda 
you know, there's a faith that has an agenda to take over Africa. And they have strategized for what Africa should look like in the year 200. I don't even know how to discuss. Is it 2200? <laughs> not, not next year, but 200 years. Yes, in 200 years, they have an agenda of what Africa should look like. You know, I can't mention that faith. But the church, many times, we do not have an agenda for revival. And so God, you know, God speaks to us in veiled ways. One of the reasons that God is speaking to the church so much about raising up of altars, personal altar, family altar, church altar, marketplace, territorial altars, and national altars, the whole thing about that is to bring about national revival. Because you will never have revival coming without altars. And when revival comes, revival comes to the church, but then the church has to take that revival to the spheres of influence so that we can have transformation, you know? We will never have... I meet so many believers as I travel across the world, marketplace believers that are trying to bring about transformation in their spheres of influence, but they are prayerless, they are in slumber, they are not experiencing personal revival. And so I wonder, how are you going to bring about transformation in your sphere of influence if you're prayerless? Because it is not about the strategies. It is about the presence of God. So uh, I want us to go to the book of Psalms, chapter 85, verse 6. Tonight we're going to be looking at indicators of um, revival. The Bible says, Psalms 85, verse 6, Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee. So this morning, we looked at revival and we say that revival is the baptism of the first love. Revival, uh, Charles Finney actually defined it as a renewed conviction of sin followed by a deep, deep, deep desire to live according to the will of God. We also said that the revival that we are talking about, we are not talking from a place where of lack, of emptiness. We already have the presence of God. But what we are praying and crying out to God is, Lord, we want more. We want more of your presence. What we have is not enough. We want to see you saturate our communities with the presence of God. We want to see a higher voltage. Revival is an increase of the presence of God in a person's life, in a community, in a church. Oh my God. There is nothing that can be compared to revival. The best human efforts cannot do what revival can do in one day. That's why we must have an agenda. We have to, we must be intentional. You know, by putting in place the things that attract the presence of God. Because there are things that repel 
the presence of God and the things that attract the presence of God. So the psalmist says, will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Because when revival, everybody who is experiencing personal revival, they will always be rejoicing. I've never seen anybody who is experiencing personal revival who is gloomy. <laughs> or who is depressed. We have many people in the church that are depressed. They talk about joy, but actually they are not experiencing joy. You know, you know, I, I came to a time really the God that we are seeking and the God that we are serving and the God that we are serving, is it real? People of God, is it real? Are you experiencing what is written in the scriptures? Or you're just reading it and that is it? Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? This person had experienced revival, but the, the revival had fizzled out in the nation of Israel. Because I told you in the morning, revival moves in waves. So that's why he's saying, revive us again that we may rejoice in thee. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, revive me again tonight. Revive me again tonight. Hallelujah. That's why you need to pray every day. Not once in a while. Not when you have pressure. When you have problems is when you arise to pray. No. Wake up in the morning before you put on your ear stick and nose stick and the sticks that you wear and everything that you do. Get in the presence of God and pray. I have prayed several times, comparing. Uh, in my book, which I've written, um, the one on who will take the land, I've written so much extensively on the power of the personal altar. What happens if you pray for one hour? What happens if you pray for three hours? Okay, what happens if you pray for five hours? Because I've done all those prayers, observing. God took me on a journey. I lived, I went through a season where I was not praying. I wanted to see the results. <laughs> I was only praying for food. My goodness, the most dangerous place you can live is the level of prayerlessness. Ooh. Hopelessness, discouragement, frustration, easily irritated over very small things. Even grasshopper demons. They make you to shake. They make you to tremble. You live in fear. People of God, may prayerlessness be broken from your life. You read the scriptures, 
But actually, those scriptures are good stories. <laughs> you do not believe that it can happen to you. You feel so dry in your life. Prayerlessness is a dangerous demon. Lift your hand and say, I divorce you today. <laughs> say, I break your power from my life. I will not live in prayerlessness. Hallelujah. I can tell you, you, you can easily lose faith. Every temptation that comes, oh my God. You're on the verge of falling. You see beautiful girls, you're on the verge of falling. You know it is written in the scripture, it is not right, but you don't have the power within you to say no. You're on the verge. Prayerlessness is so bad. I prayed for one hour every day, observing what is the result that comes out of one hour. You experience some, some measure of the presence of God, you know? But that helps you to overcome temptations. Then I prayed for three hours every day for a season to observe what comes out of that. I will not speak much about that. You can get the book and read it. That topic is called the five prayer atmospheres. What happens when you, pray for, when you don't pray, when you pray for one hour, when you pray for three hours, five hours, then the eight-hour mark. Oh, that is a mark that is powerful. Because I researched by comparing scriptures, I realized that Paul prayed for at least five hours every day. Eight-hour mark. Christ was on the eight-hour mark. Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Kuhlman, Maurice Seruro. I researched all those men of God. And then I experienced what happened to me when I prayed for eight hours every day. It was another thing altogether. But to pray for eight hours every day, you must have died totally to the flesh. You cannot, and that's where I realize the scripture in the book of Acts, is it chapter 6, where the disciples say, we will not serve tables. You know, we will not serve tables. We are going to give ourselves to the ministry of prayer and reading the word of God. Because when I prayed for eight hours every day and read the word of God, I never did anything else. I even found it hard to make calls. But the glory and the presence of God in the ministry, oh my goodness, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Hmm. Praise the Lord. I began a prayer watch at our church. We call it Take the Bull by the Horn. Take the bull by the... We pray seven hours non-stop. There is no praise. There is no worship. It is just... Fire! Rokosa, Kurana, Gadaba, 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 Gadaba
back at the one hour, two hours, three hours. By the time we reach five hours, demons be, you, you demons begin to cry. Wee! In African language, Leave us alone! We are not casting out demons. We are just speaking in tongues. Tell your neighbor, go deeper. <laughs> go deeper. Pastor Chu, one time I want to come here. We do on a Saturday. We do seven hours non-stop. Non-stop. Amen? Yes, I'll come for that one day. We begin from eight for seven hours. I am telling you, you're going to experience something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are going to experience something. Oh my God. You will feel, first of all, you experience different flows of tongues. Your tongues keep on changing. Changing from to Zika Pusa. My God. Oh, oh, anyway, I'm not speaking about that. <laughs> but, you know, before revival can take place, there must be a sense of dissatisfaction. You must get tired of your present prayer life. You must become tired of your present relationship with God. You know, child of God, I was telling the people who are here in the morning, look at your relationship with God. Is that which is there? Is that all? Is that all? Reading five chapters of the Bible every day and praying for one hour. And, uh, you know, what else are you doing? Is that all that God wants to do through your life? Many of us, you know, when the Holy Spirit was teaching me about praying for eight hours, hmm, I got shocked. He told me, look at the... <coughs> Excuse me. Look at the iPads. The iPads and the phones. When you first bought an iPad, what was the instruction? You had to charge it before using it. I don't know about the technology now, but I, um, I know previously the phone and the iPad, you had to charge it for eight hours. Why? To stretch the capacity of the battery to maximum level. If you did not do that, your battery would think, if it has a mind, that it can only operate at that capacity. So the first time you use it, you charge it for eight hours to maximum capacity. And then now you can use it. It is the same thing with our spirits. 
Many of us are using spirits that are half charged. <laughs> no enough charge. What happens to your phone if you don't charge it now? If you don't charge it to full capacity? Okay? Thank be to God for China. Now it has power banks. But what happens? You call and call and call and call. And then people begin to call you. And the phone says, the mobile subscriber cannot be reached. Why? Your battery is off. So, if you don't charge your spirit to maximum capacity, when you go through spiritual combat, your spirit gets tired and it begins to faint because the power that you logged in is not enough compared to the combat that you're going through. I'm not a scientist. I'm an artist. I had to research about that when the, when, when the Holy Spirit was telling me about praying for eight hours. And I realized, wow, it is the truth. But some of us, because we are so busy, you get home, you put in your phone, tweet out. That's the way you pray. Shut out. There must be a sense, a sense of, of dissatisfaction. I am tired of my present level of spirituality. I am tired of the things that I'm seeing in my family. I'm tired of the things that I'm seeing in the church. Enough is enough. The Cantonese say, Kaula, Kaula. Praise the Lord. I can no longer handle this thing anymore. Because listen, you will never see the wonders of God until you go deep. You begin by going deep, then you see the wonders of God. We are limited from seeing the wonders of God because we want to stand in the shallow waters and expect to see his wonders. It can never happen. You are going to see what I call enchuvis miracles. You know anchovies? Anchovies fish? Yes, when you eat anchovies, how do you call it? Icardilis. You eat bones, the scales, the intestines, the head, at a go. But how many cannibalists do you need to put in your mouth for your mouth to testify that you're eating fish? But where do you get it from? Shallow waters. That's why we need God is a hunger. Child of God, let me tell you, when you first came to Jesus Christ, the first time that you came to the Lord, you were preached to the gospel. I don't know how you got born again, but you came with a pure faith. And you believed that God is able to do everything. Everything. God can do it. God can raise the dead. He can heal the blind. He can open the ears of the deaf. Over the years, because you are not seeing those things daily in your life, your faith gets neutralized. 
And now, the things that you believed at first, today, they seem like a fantasy. It's like a fantasy. You, you, you don't feel you can, you can see those things. God can work through your life. We have to move out of that zone. We have to break away out of that zone of having the same things and say, Lord, this year I want to see new things. Listen, I met, uh, I was reading about this man, uh, Kilopatrick, the one who was used by God in the Pensacola revival. You know, how he used to go to church and sleep on the pews of the church at midnight. And he would cry out, Lord, I want to see a move. I want to see you move in my community. I am tired of seeing the ordinary. That kind of desperation opened the heavens. I was traveling from uh, Uganda. I I, I met uh, the wife of uh, Pastor Robert Kayanja. You know, uh, the man of God that God has used to bring about a revival in Uganda, what is called the 77 Days of Glory that has been running from 18th of September uh, 2016 up to today. And I wanted to know from her, how did they pray for that revival to come? And she told me, listen, the prayer was only three and a half months. She said, This prayer that brought about the current 77 days of glory began as a meeting to pray for families. Because she told me, I looked in our church, we were talking about miracles, but we were not experiencing miracles. We were saying God can restore marriages, but many marriages were breaking in our church. We were saying God can prosper you financially, but so many people were very, very, very poor. People were sick. They had sicknesses of cancer, HIV, and every kind of thing. And so I I, I reached that place where I even looked at our team, the people I was working with, their lives were not changing. People were struggling with sexual sin and all these kinds of things. And so, I decided to call for a prayer meeting only to pray for families. That I was not going to be preaching there. We were coming, those that are tired of their present situation, were to come on Saturday and just to cry out to God. If God is God, let him show up. And they met. In fact, she told me the first meeting was held in her office. Because she didn't expect many people to come. You know, at that time, she told me that they even used to organize conferences. And people would not come for conferences. They would do a lot of advertisement. But it was hard for people to come for conferences because people were no longer hungry for the things of God. So, they decided they began to meet the first Saturday. Not so many people came. And there was such a spirit of prayer and prevail. The second Saturday, more people came. The office was full. They moved to a smaller auditorium of about 500 people. It was packed. You know? 
Then they, they continued like that, packing up that auditorium. Then they decided, okay, let's risk and go to the major auditorium because it sits 10,000 people. And the prayer meeting peaked by the third month, 8,000 people were meeting every Saturday from 8 to 4, just praying and crying out to God to intervene in their families. Because everybody reached a place where they said, enough is enough. I have an autistic child in the family, enough is enough. I have somebody suffering from cancer, enough is enough. My marriage is falling apart, enough is enough. My children are in drugs, enough is enough. I am tired, I want to see a change. And if God is true, as he calls himself to be true, and he's calls himself to be powerful, I am ready to pay the price and do whatever it takes to see God come down. And let me tell you, on the 16th of September, Pastor Kanja told me he had gone to preach in another city, and then the Lord spoke to him. I'm going to be sharing more about what happens if you've been praying. Because God answers you by giving you instructions. I'm going to be sharing a series of messages tomorrow and uh, on Sunday, why prayer takes long to be answered. God gave him an instruction. He was preaching in a crusade. And the Lord spoke to him and he told him, the crusade was ending on Sunday night. And the Lord told him, drive. That was on Saturday. Go back to your church and announce to the people that you're going to have a meeting of seven to seven days. And, and, and he asked the Lord, seven to seven days, who is going to preach? And the Lord told him, you are going to preach. For seven to seven days, where will I get the messages from? And then I have, because he's a man of God that used to travel internationally, I have programs to go to this nation and this nation and this nation. Some of the nations, they have already made even the advertisements. They have paid for air tickets. The Holy Spirit told him you have to go. So he decided, no, I will call my associate pastor so that he can announce on Sunday. Because driving in Uganda 250 kilometers, it is not Malaysia. The roads here are like the roads of heaven. <laughs> the roads in Uganda. <laughs> Pastor, you are there. The roads in Uganda, you need a lot of faith. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> because you're driving, a motorcycle is cutting, you're driving, somebody's cutting. Choo, choo. You know, the Holy Spirit told him, you have to go make the announcement yourself and drive back and finish the crusade. That is 500 kilometers. So he struggled with that decision and then he finally said, I'll go. So he finished the Saturday meeting around 8 o'clock. He got into the car, came to church. In the morning he announced, guys, beginning next Sunday, we are beginning seven to seven days of glory. So he went back, finished the crusade, and came back. And the whole week he was praying, Lord, what am I going to preach for seven to seven days? No message. Finally, the day came. And then he asked the Lord, how, where are the people going to come from? Nowadays we advertise for meetings, people don't come. Where will the people come from for seven to seven days? 
Obedience is very powerful. He began the meeting on Sunday. He told me he didn't even know what to preach. So he, you know, he called some people who had gone to the U.S. and they, they just come back, members in the church, to tell the people about America. <laughs> because he had no message. So they told them about America and so on. And then after that, he got on the mic and he's just trying to say this and that. He doesn't even know where he's going, you know, and nothing is happening. The whole place is so dry. People are not so many. Then he's planning to wind up the meeting because he thinks it is an ordinary revival. Anyway, it is the first day. It is okay. Mm, when he's about to wind it up, around nine, the Holy Spirit comes. One lady who was on a wheelchair stood up. And that changed the meeting around. God began to move from that day up to today. They're having the meeting every evening. What am I saying? What am I saying? What I'm saying is there is no revival without dissatisfaction. The church had grown to 10,000 people and failed to cross that line of 10,000. It began going down because they had stayed on that level for a long time. And he told me, we did everything. We went to the church growth conferences, attended all this and implemented the ideas. There was no breakthrough. In the first 77 days of glory, the church grew to 30,000 people. 2,000 souls, a minimum of 2,000 souls were being baptized every Sunday. Not transferred growth. New people come into the kingdom. What, what, what am I talking about? Friends, without a sense of dissatisfaction, of saying, yes, Lord, we thank you. Thank you so much. You've brought me this far. But now, I want to see another dimension. We will never cross that line. Lift your hand and say, Lord, tonight, I want to cross to another level. I am tired. I am tired. I am tired of this level. How many of you, how many of you realistically, you say you are tired? Lift your hand. You say, I am tired. Yes, God has been good, but there is more. There is more. And in your spirit, actually, you know there is more. <laughs> you know that there is more that God wants to do through your life. Praise the Lord. That's what revival is all about. Open your mouth and pray. Lord, take me more. Take me more. Take me more. Cause me to be hungry more. Let me be discontented. Remove me from my comfort zone. Thank you for the change of government in Malaysia. But we want to see more. More. We want to see more. Thank you because you did it. But now we want to see more. 
Rema sanda bakato sekete. Rema shana bakata na mayandos. Rema karabashanda rabakata. Makasike brekato zabagadai. Marama shanda bagadai. Rosha makara makaseke brekatai. Makara mashanda bakato zatarabagadaya. Oh my God. Oh my Jesus. Ah, 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 ah. Ramaka basaka bakata rabagadaya. Remasanda bakato zabagadazaya. Rika saka rabakato zakabrekato zabagadaya. We are discontented. We are tired of the status quo. Makara masana bagadaya. Rekaya bagadaya. Shama kabosa kataya. Mandesa tarabakataya. Hallelujah. I told you our testimony. When we got married and we want to have children and we are just praying and nothing is happening, nothing is happening. It is business as usual. Until 2006, I said enough is enough. This year there must be a breakthrough in this area. There must be a breakthrough. And did all kinds of fasting and all kinds of prayer. Did the three-day fast, the seven-day fast, 21 days, 40 days fasting. And that very season, when I made up my mind, my wife consented and canceled the medical reports, which had said she cannot conceive because God came down. So, what are the indicators of revival? One, holiness replaces worldliness. You know? Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hebrews 12, 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with the patience the rest that is set before us. Many people in the church are living in sin. Many people. Because you don't have the power within you to say no to sin. Child of God, you will never overcome sin without having a strong level of intimacy with God. Because intimacy draws the presence of God. And the presence of God will empower you. It will empower you. The fear of sin will be present in your heart. Many people in the church are compromising. 
There are many people in the church who are living in sexual sin. They're just hiding. But they're living in sexual sin. There's an immorality taking place. Pornographic literature. People are captured by the forces of darkness. And when it comes to immorality, it is even more challenging for them because they don't want to share with anybody. Listen to me, child of God. If you're living in immorality, it means that that spirit is so powerful for you. Because immorality is not something that you do because you're just under pressure. It is something that you plan to do. And if you can be enticed into this without your conscience raising a red flag, it means that that spirit is so strong for you. You need to come and talk to your pastors. You need to talk to your home cell leaders. You need to confess for you to be able to come out of it. Otherwise, you will go to hell. That's why when revivals come, they bring every revival that is a holiness. And a revival which does not emphasize on holiness is not a true revival. The Bible says that be holy, for I am holy. We are addicted to certain things and we are doing them secretly. But God sees us. That's why when I see people in the church who are not praying, they, they, they don't want to come for the altar meeting, their personal prayer lives are so low, I get so much concern because I know that without prayer, you will not live a holy life. And that explains why many people are being defeated by the powers of darkness. So, we need the fire of God to go through us. When you read in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 33, the Bible speaks about Elijah putting the wood in order so that the fire of God can burn the entire sacrifice. Many of us, we are born again, but our eyes are not sanctified. We are born again, our ears are not sanctified. We are born again. Something on your body is not sanctified. You know the lifestyle that you're living. I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm here to tell you, child of God, arise, restore your relationship with God so that you can live a holy life. Jesus said, the devil comes to me, but he has nothing in my life. Every time we have had worship and the presence of God comes down, I mean... People come to my office to confess to me, Pastor, I'm living in sexual sin. I'm convicted. I've been living in this for a long time. I've now come to confess. Please pray for me. Because when the Holy Spirit comes down, there is conviction. He does not condemn you, but he convicts you because he loves you. And so you must respond to the convictions and the stirrings of the Holy Spirit. Indicator number two. There will be a passion for prayer, Bible study, and worship which consumes individuals. 
You are not praying because it is just an obligation. But you're praying because you enjoy it. <laughs> Come on, tell your neighbor, I enjoy fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah. I enjoy fasting. I enjoy prayer. Don't be like some friends that I saw somewhere. I was staying here in the hotel uh, Hilton. I was preaching in one of the churches and uh, some, some friends were fasting and they came there and uh, they served the food. It was buffet. So I, I didn't even understand. I went and served my food and began to eat and they were seated next to me. They came, went, served the food, put it on the table, looked at it and were looking at the watch. And then they ate it. My very good friends. Do you enjoy fasting? Do you enjoy fasting? Or you are now saying, Oh, fasting is coming. I'll go to the pastor and tell him, I have ulcers. What is the medical advice? When revival comes, there is enjoyment of prayer. <laughs> you are looking and saying, when is the corporate prayer meeting? I want to go for it. Oh my God. Ah, the people up there are quiet. Do you enjoy prayer? Come on, lift your hand and say fire. Say fire. Hallelujah. We must enjoy it. Enjoy reading the Bible. Hey, at times I read the Bible until I begin to laugh alone. I can tell you it has happened several times. I laugh. One time I was in Hong Kong, I laughed and I laughed until I fell off from the bed. I mean, the Bible is so interesting. The Holy Spirit has a lot of humor. A lot of humor in the word of God. When you read, you read I mean, the way, the language that was used and what is being brought about. Oh my goodness. It is very humorous. But when there is no revival, you read the Bible, the sleeping anointing comes. You're sleepy. <laughs> And some of you that say, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm going to read the Bible so that I can sleep. <laughs> the Bible is not your sleeping tablet. <laughs> Lift the Bible and say, I love the word of God. I enjoy to read the Bible. Hallelujah. <laughs> Enjoy the things of God. Enjoy. You know, yesterday I was listening to a message uh, online by a man of God. The message was so sweet. I had put water in the kettle. The kettle was uh, making noise. Gee, I had to run and switch off the kettle. You know, because I'm enjoying the message. It's so sweet to listen to. And I want to have the attention. I don't want the kettle to be shouting for me. Guys, we fall in love with the word of God. 
that is revival hallelujah when you love to read to dig in the scriptures you go from genesis to revelation you go back genesis to revelation you go back and as you're reading and you're having moments the presence of god is coming upon you and the reality of this god is becoming so real to you and what he can do in your life are we together point number three Missionary movements are born out of revivals. You know, powerful missionary movements come out of revivals. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost came down, pop! And what happened after that? They had been inside for 8 to 10 days. Holy Ghost came down. What happened after that was missions. They went out for missions. Miracles, signs and wonders accompanying them wherever they went. The church in Antioch, they were praying and fasting and the Holy Ghost came down, pop! They ordained Barnabas and Paul, sent them out. They went and turned the cities upside down. In Uganda, when God visited us in the 90s, you know, many of us had never gone even across the borders. But when the power of God came down after the 120 days of prayer and fasting against the HIV. Many missionary movements were born out of that. And nations opened up. You know, in 2010, we went for 90 days of prayer and fasting, seeking the Lord. That is the time the Lord sent us to Malaysia. And out of that, many nations, I think I've, I've now been to about 37 nations of the world. And with the intercessors from our base, we send them to different nations. Powerful missionary movements are born out. Some of you, you are here. God is going to send you as missionaries. Oh, why is the man very low? You don't want to go out as missionaries? Missionaries to Saudi Arabia. Missionaries to Sabah. Missionaries to Kuching. Missionaries to Kenya. Ha <laughs> ha. Some of you are binding and saying, don't send me to Fei Chao. You are coming. I have invited Pastor Chu and Pastor Lee Chu to come to Fei Chao next year. And I'm telling you, they, they will come by fire, by force. Because I know when I invite people to come and they say, you know, we are so busy. I go and tell the intercessors, I want these people to come. <laughs> so the intercessors begin zaga zaga pastor chu zaga zaga pastor chu <laughs> and you hear pastor chu saying i feel like going to africa <laughs> and of course we will not come alone but we would want him to come they are great leaders and we want them to come and impart the wisdom the lord has given them over the leaders in Kenya. Point number what? Point number four. Gospel preachers carry unusual power in revivals. Unusual power. Miracles, signs, and wonders will happen in revivals. That is another indicator of revival. Brothers and sisters, the world is not looking for a preacher 
that can speak so fast like a gun. No. The world is not looking for your theological degrees. You can have all the theology, the, 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 the masters and the, the doctorates, but you are cold like ice. You don't have the solutions. You don't have the power. The world is looking for a man and a woman that is carrying burning words. In the book of uh, Luke chapter 24 and verse 32, the Bible said, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? <laughs> while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures, did not our hearts burn? Mm. The world is looking for a man that is carrying burning words. Words that will burn prayerlessness. Words that will burn cancer. Words that will burn leukemia out of people's lives. You know, a man and a woman who has spent quantity and quality time in the presence of God. Revivals come with miracles, signs and wonders. And listen to me, the generation where we are living... There is no way we are going to reach it without miracles. Actually, we need to put an emphasis on miracles. Just mere words, without power, people have heard a lot. Power makes a difference. And so, when we spend time with God, the reality, the reality of God who performs miracles, who heals the sick, who can change a nation, it becomes a so real, so real. Of late, I've, I've been seeing God doing some crazy, crazy, crazy miracles. Concerning the areas of conception. I was in Canada, in Toronto, preaching for my friend. She's called Dr. Pat Francis. And this girl, she's 46, about 46 years. She got ovarian cancer when she was 25. They did chemotherapy on her and they told her she will never conceive. And actually, they got married, but they never thought that they would be able to conceive. They were planning to adopt children. Because even at the age of 46, especially in the Western world, people feel, 46, you are too old. You can't have babies. That is according to the world report. But God has a report. Praise the Lord. We were having a revival meeting. I called for the barren women. This lady came. She came. Not with that faith, but coming for the sake of, of coming. And uh, we prayed for her. The power of God came upon her. She went down, stayed there for a long time. That was in 2017. I went back last year for the same conference because I speak there every year. The day I arrived in Toronto is the day she gave birth to a baby called Baby Samuel. 
I was in uh, Toronto, in, uh, not in Toronto, in, in Australia, Brisbane, in uh, a church of a friend of mine there, it's called Jonathan Mock. A lady who has done everything, I think she went for IV for, for four times, did the IV thing, it never worked, she could not conceive. In this meeting, she was not even in the meeting, it was the mother who was there. I called for the barren women, and the mother came on her, she was the only one actually who came. The mother, she said, I'm not barren, it is my daughter who is barren, but please pray. We prayed, she was not in the meeting. One year down the line, the woman, by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the woman conceived. I was in Brisbane in the month of March, and she brought to me the baby that came out of that miracle. God has to do unusual miracles. Praise the Lord. Revivals release a wave of the supernatural. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I want to see your miracles. Come on, say it again. I want to see your miracles. I want to see your power. Anoint me with your power tonight. Hallelujah. Unusual, you know, two weeks ago I was going to the Philippines. About two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was in Manila. So I, I'm leaving my house. I'm going to the airport. And because my house is close to the airport, it is only 15 minutes. I usually leave late. Then what happens? I receive a call from uh, uh, the deputy president's office. Pastor Subi, where are you? Uh, I'm going to the airport. Don't go to the airport. Just come right now. We want you to pray for somebody. I said, okay. So I said, but my flight. They said, no, just come. Try, try to come. Anyway, I felt, okay, let me just obey and go. I felt in my spirit I should go. I went. We went to the hospital. We prayed for the person. By the time we left there, my flight was at 3, at 4.35. We left the hospital at 3.50. There is traffic jam in Nairobi like this. You can't pass anywhere. I said, wow, today, I don't know what is going to happen. You know, but God gave me peace. You will travel. The gates are already closed. Emirates, they closed one hour before. So, we came out and... Uh, a senior politician who had called me said, you have to travel. So, we're going to take you to the airport. I said, okay. They got the motorcycles. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got the five escort cars that escort that politician. He's very senior. I cannot even say who he is. That escort this person and chew to the airport. And you know, everybody knows, you know, the big man is coming. So they give way, they give up to the airport. We go to the airport, it was 410. They got my bags, the security carried my bags. Da, 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 da. We went to the counters, the counters are, are closed. We are so sorry, you cannot travel. Mr. Subi, the counter, said, no, 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 no. This guy is a VIP. He has to travel. He has been having an important meeting in the office of the deputy president. 
and he, he has to travel today. You cannot say he cannot travel. By all means, he must travel. So the guy scratched there, made a few calls. Da, 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 da. They said, oh, sorry, he will travel. He is going to travel. They opened the doors for me. <laughs> they opened the doors for me. That trip was so blessed. I was in economy class. I was even upgraded to business class. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, miracles never cease. I was shocked. I could not believe it. It is Junior Subi who is being taken to the airport with a wee, wee, wee. It's not the big person. <laughs> anyway, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Miracles don't cease to happen. I want us to take some time to pray that the Lord will anoint us with the fire, with the power of God. You know, he will restore that passion for God, that passion, that desire, that faith level to believe in the impossible. And we're going to pray for the sick tonight in Jesus' name. Can we stand up? Makara Mashana. Open your mouth and just speak in the spirit. Worship team, come over here. Roshakara Mama Makara Bashanda Rabagadaya. Just open your mouth. Come on, child of God. Pray, 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 pray. Let's pray. Rama Shatara Makataya Rama Mama 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 Roshatara Mashana Magadaya Rema Kasaka Rama Kataya Rema Shana Bakato Zantea Rema Kaprekato Zamakataya Rema Shana Bakatara Bashanda Rema Kasaka Rama Kataya Rekasaka Raba Shana Bagadaya Come on, somebody pray, somebody pray with passion, pray with passion. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody, everybody. Come on, let's slog, let's slog in. Shabakataya. Rande Samaya Tezagadaya. My God, my God, my God, my God. Stir us up. Rosa Tarabayandus. Baya, 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 baya. Somebody pray, somebody pray, pray. Hey! Rasa Talamayandis. Ramakaya Mayandis. Rekara Baba 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 Baba
Rashaya, Bande, 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 Power of Holy Ghost. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, God of Elijah, oh my God, God of Revivals. Maya Talaba, Maya Talaba, Maya Talaba, Maya Talaba, Maya Talaba. Yes, yes, yes. Press him, press him, press him. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn. Masaya. Resete. Fire. 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 Saga 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 Hey 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 Sama, 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 Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Rema, 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 Rema. for a fresh download of the fire of revival in your heart we are all just calling out revival fire we're gonna do that five times and then after that we get into speaking in tongues that fire that is downloaded in your spirit you tire it up immediately everybody say revival fire revival 
tonight the prayer on your prayer on what has been prayed before you're here and you know that you're barren and you know many times when you have this kind of situation and you've gone for prayer and you've gone for prayer and nothing is happening you reach a place where you feel no I went I went I went I went no child of God don't give up don't give up have faith in God have faith in God let's believe tonight Let's believe tonight for God to refix everything that needs to be refixed. Okay, you know that you're barren. I want you to come here. I want to pray for you. I want us to pray together today in the mighty name of Jesus. You're believing God for a baby and you're there. Come over here. I want to stand with you in prayer. Or you have your daughter, she's barren, she's not giving birth to kids. I want you to come over here. Let's believe God for a supernatural uh, 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 anointing. There is also a family here. You have either your son or your daughter, either in Australia or in the US, something like that. And uh, you are believing God for papers. There's something to do with papers. You know, there's something to do with papers uh, in, to work in that country or a, a, a permanent residence or something I want you to come over here I want to pray for you those of you come on brothers and sisters just come over the altar here those who are believing God for babies come to the altar come here come here just come on come come yeah come to the street come on let's continue praying let's continue praying let's continue praying Those who are believing God for babies, for themselves and for their children, just stand over here. We are going to believe God tonight. There is a family I'm talking about. 
you're believing for your son or daughter for papers uh something to do with visas uh you know working permits wherever you are i wanted to come over here i want to pray for you you're, you're the one okay where is your huh? your son where australia okay great makara masana shabagara shabagara the lord is the lord is moving the lord is performing a miracle the lord is performing you're going to have a testimony in the next 90 days there's going to be a testimony there's another uh person here you've been feeling things moving over your body there are things that move over your body and it's a very uncomfortable feeling you know uh it moves over your body actually there are powers of darkness they are demons they have been moving over your body moving over your skin from your head to your skin just come and stand over here i want to pray for you right now in the name of jesus come over here things have been moving over over your body come and stand over here yes just stand there the lord is the lord is going to to deliver you it's gonna break bondages in the mighty name of jesus we're gonna pray for you come on let's pray let's pray there's somebody you have sinuses sinuses you have sinuses i want to pray for you you have sinuses you have sinuses just come and stand over here
segment things have been moving over your body right yeah lift your hands repeat after me say father in the name of Jesus I denounce every power of darkness that has been moving over my body I denounce you now I reject you now come out of my body now loose me right now come out come out come out come out come out father in the name of jesus please help me to lay hands pastor lead you help me to lay hands in the name of jesus we pray for your people right now Jesus out devil out devil go go loose your arms fire of the Holy Ghost out quickly touch him out out palace 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 Paris, we break every part of darkness. Sinuses, sinuses, lift your hands. Those of you have sinuses. Paris, break every power. Paris, in the name of Jesus, you're the one for the visa for your child. I release the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Supernatural intervention right now in Jesus' mighty name. Visas, working permits. Makasaka, we declare in the next 90 days. Let there be a miracle. Let there be good news. Rosh Magaraya. Paris! Makasa. People of God, continue praying. Julia Subi can offer nothing. I have nothing. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Your sinuses. Children. Children. Huh? In the name of Jesus, I declare a breakthrough. What permit? I declare a breakthrough. I declare a breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. What's wrong? What's wrong? 
power of the Holy Ghost. 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 Power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Paris, I command every part of sinus loose. Paris in the mighty name of Jesus. Paris in the mighty name of Jesus. Loose. Paris in Jesus' mighty name. Paris. Breathe in, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in again. Breathe out. Masana Magadaya. Paris. Loose. The name of Jesus. Makasakaya. Those who are burning, touch your stomach. You're burning. Mandeshamakataya. Roshamagaraya, I release the power of God. I release the power of God. Paris! Fire in your ovary. Fire in your uterus. Fire in the Fallopian juice. I open the Fallopian juice. Power! Shabakataya. Mandesimeya. Roshamagaraya. There's something in your follow that you release the anointing. Release the anointing. Release the anointing. Break every part of the enemy. You're about it? You're studying for somebody? It's you. Makasa Karamashanai. Roshamagalai. Yes. Where's your husband? Holy Ghost, perform a miracle for this lady. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle, my lady. Something is happening. Something is happening right now. The power of God is changing things. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Marama Shalabagaraya. Rosia Bagaraya. Rosia Bagaraya. I speak fertility. Fertility in the name of Jesus. Power of the Holy Ghost. Marama Shalabagaraya.
for the Lord. You know, one, one of the indicators of churches that are revived is they are alive. SIB is alive. You are alive. And I want to see you dancing. I want to see you jumping up. I want to see you giving a shout to the Lord. Are you alive? Amen. That is one of the indicators. Churches become alive. And the other indicator is what? People get born again. Amen. Your family members are coming to the kingdom of God. Amen. By Christmas, you're going to be in church with your children. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Fire, fire, fire. Fire Now, God has given you babies. Can you say Fire, fire, fire. Fire, 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 fire,
house. Amen. Amen. God's presence is so evident and so tangible. My prayer, even as you leave here tonight, carry the presence of God with you. Amen. Don't leave God's presence behind. It's not an emotion. It's not a hype. It's the resident presence of God in your life. So you go back to your home. Go back to your office. Go back wherever you go. You bring the light of the world with you. Wherever there is darkness, you shine the light and darkness will go. Amen. And the presence of God will continue to be with you. You go back to your home. Whatever issues in your own body, your family, they will go in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Continue to praise the Lord. Give Him the glory. 